tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. 
hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Hello, good afternoon. This is the Midday News. The news is live on Joy 99.7 in Accra, Love 99.5 in Kumasi. Affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions, including Jubilee Radio Keta, Sun City Radio Keta, Saboba FM Saboba, and A1 Radio Bolgatanga. We are live on Twitter Spaces, Facebook Live Stream, and my Joy Online Interactive app. The Midday News is sponsored by Duraplast Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC pipes and water tank, where Duraplast goes, water flows coming up. NPP's National Council of Elders assures of addressing concerns of all flag bearer aspirants and ensure an equal playing field ahead of the upcoming Superdelegates Congress as it holds a crunch meeting this afternoon. I, 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 would, I would subscribe to that allegations. Quite obviously, in the lead up to these things, a lot of allegations are always made. But at the end of the day, a solution is found as to how to proceed. We'll take you live to the Alisa Hotel where that crucial meeting is taking place. Also, deaths, hanging homes, unbearable traffic and bad roads. The troubles residents of New Botiano have to endure as the rains continue to pour trauma on them. It's very, very dangerous. When it, the rain is falling, hard one or heavy one, they fall. What if someone comes to move the ladder one day? Then I, I will stay here till when I get a new ladder. We'll tell you how some of them are only able to access their homes using a ladder. Also, we'll hear how fire killed nine in the Ashanti region in the first half of this year. Also in this package, food insecurity expected to persist in 2023 as about 850,000 Ghanaians pushed into poverty due to inflation. Unless we are self-sufficient in food production, we'll continue to have problems with rising food price and inflation. Details as a World Bank report reveals that fertilizer prices in Ghana have risen even more rapidly than on the global level and in sports. Three games in and Chris Hilton is already under pressure. We'll hear from the FA in 20 minutes. And the Attorney General urges High Court to restrain mining company from dragging Ghana to an international arbiter to demand payment of $300 million. We have details and later on showbiz, there's some new music from the camp of Patapa. And it nagamati did him out. And make I say I dear way and what for semi semi fence channel nay ya makumim into had the ta sacko then and wife was she won't can can I do it's ya eddy tea once We've got details of these and more here on the midday news. Thanks for choosing us. Joy News Independent, fearless and credible. I'm Ben.
is Abu Beidulansa, and this is your election headquarters. The NPP's National Council of Elders is assuring flag bearer aspirants of addressing their concerns, mainly about the register to be used for the Super Delegates Congress. The National Exec- Executive Committee has been busy finalizing the list for the Super Delegates Congress, expected to take place on August 26. Several aspirants have raised objections to the party's process of cleaning the Special Electoral College Register. An aspirant, Kwabne Japon, says he expects the National Executive Council to resolve these concerns ahead of the Congress. This register that elected the national executives and the regional executives, that's what is happening there. Because some may have been appointed from the polling station to become even a deputy officer at the constituency level. So he's moved. We don't want you to replace him there because if you do so, we don't know how you're going to do that. And it lends itself to manipulation. So we want a very transparent and clear process. So, But ahead of the national council meeting, yeah. is your expectation that that will resolve the challenges? That we Hopefully it should. Hopefully because we are very close to August 26th. Kwabne Japon there, he's hoping to be the NPP's flag bearer in the 2024 elections. He was speaking to head of our political desk, Evans Mensah. While still on the story, Deputy General Secretary of the party, Haruna Mohammed, tells Join News the party's leadership will involve the aspirants after a decision is taken by the National Executive Council today. At the time we started, we did not open even nominations for aspirants to pick forms. So after, now they've been vetted um, and we, we're waiting for the, the bigger body to, get, to take a decision on the vetting committee's report. Post that. Post. Yes, they will be informed. We have very, very critical stakeholders in this election. And okay. we intend to have a very clean and transparent election. We've just started with Greater Accra region. We've attended to almost uh, all the constituencies as Aruna Mohammed is Deputy General Secretary of the NPP. The party's Council of Elders Chairman, Hakman Owusu-Ajiman, says aspirants must trust that the leadership will take good decisions that will ensure an even playing field. Um, we will listen to, I mean, the National Council will listen to everybody. We have rules of procedure and to be applied. The previous one that we did was uh, at various centers. If the council decides that for one reason or the other, we should maintain the status quo or change, it lies in the bosom to do that. So I don't think that anything is going to be done to favor anybody. That what the rules of the game is that should be absolutely clean, fair, transparent, and without any favor to anybody. So I don't think that I, I would I would subscribe to that allegations. Quite obviously, in the lead up to these things, a lot of allegations are always made. But at the end of the day, a solution is found as to how to proceed to the satisfaction of everybody. The last time we had the elections here for the national officers, there were all sorts of allegations. It happens and people were surprised at the results that came. Mm. So really, we, I don't think that I, neither the party per se or the National Council of Elders or anybody for that matter. Hakman Owusu-Ajiman is chairman of the NPP's Council of Elders. Uh, let's now head to the Elisa Hotel where there's a meeting uh, of the National Council of Elders of the NPP. My colleague Samuel Imbura is there for us. What's the latest, Samuel? Dennis, uh, so after the vetting committee submitted its report to the National Council, which is the second highest decision-making body, in the party through the general secretary Justin Simpong Kudia, the National Council per the hierarchy of the MPP is mandated to table the recommendations before the National Executive Council, which is the final decision making body to deliberate 
confirm the report and give direction on the election, but not limited to only the Superdelegates Congress. As we already know, some of the flag bearer aspirants are demanding fairness in the election process after the party's general secretary, Frimpon uh, Kwedia, mentioned in an interview he granted us earlier that they were cleaning it. So this meeting with the final decision-making body of the MPP will address the issue and also consider issues surrounding the holding of the Superdelegates Congress later for August 26th as to whether it will be centralized or decentralized. However, as we speak now, the meeting hasn't started and we are still teaching camp. I guess uh, in a, uh, five minutes ago, I saw the uh, National Communications Director of the MPP, uh, Richard Anyaba, arriving and getting to the venue to ascertain the situation on the ground. But as we speak, the uh, National Executive Council members and the National Council members of the party have not arrived yet. We'll leave it here. Samuel Mbrother, he's a member of our political desk and he's currently uh, monitoring the meeting of the National Council of Elders of the NPP. We'll touch base with him later to get you the details. But we know the party has already opened nominations for orphan parliamentary constituencies. The following report you're about to hear looks at some fresh faces who've joined the race. People are saying that they've had male representation. The Adentran seat is a tricky one, but Akosia Samin wants to reclaim it for the NPP. A 40-year-old is currently a deputy CEO of the National Youth Authority and enjoys the support of a good number of young people in the party. Despite knowing well that his seat is one that swings, she's confident of reclaiming it from the NDC's Adamu Ramadan. So if you look at what goes against candidates, you would be doing the developmental work, but if they're not seeing you in community engagements or interacting with people, be it monthly or quarterly, whatever arrangement you have, it works against you. The story is different at the Ayinswano constituency. The NDC currently holds the seat, but the NPP had since 2000 won the seat till it lost it in 2020. I come from a constituency called Ayinswano, uh, where I was born. Entertainment critic, talent show judge and music producer, who is now a deputy minister for tourism, arts and culture, Mark Okrekumante is in the race. I was called, I was motivated, influenced by some people in the constituency. I did my own sort analysis, whether I have enough energy to go forward. It is not easy to take this decision. It is not. I he believes he can reclaim the seat. We are not underwritten 2024. We are not. Um, the, the slogan or the jargon making the eight. Mm. We understand the gravity of what we are going in for. Well, journalist and communications consultant Jefferson Saki wants to be the MPP's candidate in Ablekuma Central. Many years of working with, with somebody you admire and who has mentored you, um, you know, working with the then foreign minister Nanado Dankwe Kufuado, you know, in the foreign ministry, you know, resigning from the foreign ministry and joining him on the political campaign trail. Mm -hmm. A seat that could well be described as one that swings, but it's not perturbed. If we have a candidate who is able to cross beyond the borders of the uh, new uh, patriotic party into the NDC, I think we should be able to, to get some numbers and then win the seat. I can, I can assure you that in the 2024 election, we are going to turn Ablekuma Central from green to blue. Only time will tell which of these new faces will be successful in this internal contest.
Joseph Akable of our political desk put that report together. To some other stories, food insecurity is expected to persist in 2023 as about 850,000 Ghanaians have been pushed into poverty due to rising prices of food and a decrease in the income of Ghanaian households. The World Bank, in a report titled Price Surge, Unraveling Inflation's Toll on Poverty and Food Security, reveals that as food prices continue to climb, many Ghanaians will struggle to procure food to meet their dietary needs or satisfy their food preferences for an active and healthy life. My colleague Mamiesi Nyamichathom and joins me in the studio uh, to share some details of that report. Mami, first, tell us what exactly is contributing to food insecurity according to the report. So, Benis, the World Bank is reporting that high inflation has exacerbated poverty and food insecurity. At the height of the COVID pandemic, nearly three out of four Ghanaian households experienced a, de- a decrease in their incomes. It further stated that by the last quarter of 2022, a quarter of the population was deemed food insecure. This means people were lacking regular access to enough and safe and nutritious food for normal growth and development and an active and healthy lifestyle. I mean, an active, healthy lifestyle. And the rate is expected to persist in well late into this year. This is due to muted economic growth, minimum wage adjustments that have been insufficient to cover the inflation and and, and, and and has led to the erosion of living standards for the population as a whole, but especially the poor. Mm. Interesting. The, the report also indicates that fertilizer prices in Ghana have risen even more rapidly than what's at the global level. Indeed. Indeed. And you know that in Ghana, 99% of fertilizers are imported. It says nearly three out of four households interviewed in the Food Security and Nutrition Monitoring System survey indicated that the prohibitive, the prohibitive cost of fertilizers was one of the main problems faced by farmers in the 2022 planting season. Up to June 2021, fertilizer prices in Ghana were aligned to international prices. However, in the second half of the year, fertilizer prices in Ghana rose even more rapidly while global prices were stabilized, Benis. Thanks, Mamiya Thompson. There were details of that World Bank report. Meanwhile, Director of the Institute of Statistical, Social and Economic Research, ISA, Professor Peter Corte, says we will continue to have these problems and inflation if we're not self-sufficient in food production. What is going to happen is that inflation will continue to increase if we, we don't do something. Because now the threats from Russia and Ukraine war is going to bite more. And if we don't invest more in, in agriculture, then we are likely to have challenges. It's good that rains have been good this year. And, and therefore, uh, expect food production to go up. But we are not food sufficient. We are not self-sufficient. We import a lot of rice. We import a lot of tomatoes and onions from Burkina. You know, we don't just import from the West. We also import from the sub-region. Tomato, onion from Burkina. And even rice from other African countries. So, sorry, uh, African countries as well as from Asia. So unless we are self-sufficient in food production, we will continue to have problems with rising food price and inflation. Professor Peter Cortes, Director of the Institute of Statistical, Social and Economic Research. Now, the Attorney General, Godfrey Yabuadami, has urged an Accra High Court to restrain mining company Cassius Mining from dragging Ghana to an international arbiter. The company is seeking payment of $300 million. It alleges Ghana has breached its rights under a prospecting license granted the... Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? 
Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Company in the Upper East Region. Legal Affairs correspondent Joseph Akable joins us with more. Joseph, first of all, just help us understand the nature of this dispute. So the current dispute centers mainly around the license that was granted the company and the agreement the state reached with it in terms of how this agreement should be resolved. The Attorney General holds the view that per the terms of the agreement, it should be by arbitration under Ghana's Alternative Dispute Resolution Act. The company filed for arbitration at the Ghana Arbitration Center, but also dragged Ghana to the Permanent Court of Arbitration. Ghana objected and the court held that it could not proceed since the parties have not agreed to have a deal with the matter. The company nonetheless has initiated steps to head to a different forum, which has caused the AG to seek an injunction from the High Court court here in Ghana. And what's the company's view of this entire process? The company thinks the injunction application is irregular in that the rules allow for such an application to be made to the courts when the case is an urgent one and the application should be one aimed at preserving evidence or assets. And because the AG's request does not seek to do any of this, it should be turned down. The High Court here in Ghana will rule on the matter on July 31 to determine whether to grant or dismiss the AG's request to restrain the company from proceeding to another international forum. Thanks, Joseph. Joseph is our legal affairs correspondent. This is the Midday News on Joy 99.7 FM, brought to you by Dura Plus Ghana Limited and Water Tank. The Lands and Natural Resources Committee in Parliament is demanding the Lands Ministry disclose in full the agreement it entered into with a private land reclamation firm, Anyok Holden. According to the MP for Tamale North, Alhassan Suhini accused government of engaging the services of land guards for the retrieval and protection of government lands. He made the allegation based on statements he says were made by the Chief Director of the Ministry of Lands and Natural Resources, Professor Patrick Agbesignale during a meeting with the committee. The chief director is fighting back. Listen to him when he appeared before Public Accounts Committee of Parliament. Uh, Mr. Chairman, I think I take a very strong exception to that, uh, that reportage, actually. It's absolutely not true. We don't use Langards. We use the, the official security forces services to to reclaim government land if need be the news out there is that you said something you're saying that you haven't said it what did you say that they misinterpreted what exactly i said was that we the ministry since 2012 had contracted a company called anyok holdings and this company actually uh, is engaged in reclaiming land for for government. I 
can't imagine me saying that government uses land guards, you know, to reclaim land. That cannot be possible. Chief Director, who is a land guard? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, with, with the deepest respect, Mr. Chairman, I don't know what the you, are, you are using Langard. We all know Langard, Langard. So I'm asking you, define Langard. You, you are using an agency to guard, protect the land. Is that agency not guarding the land so become a Langard? If you mention Langard, within the context of Ghana, we all know what it means. We cannot attribute that to our respectable, you know, security agencies. It's unfair. And I personally take a very strong exception to that because I never mentioned this term Langard in my hot in my submission to to the hot the, the committee. You had the uh, chief director of the Ministry of Lands and Natural Resources, Professor. Patrick Agbesi Nyale. Um, and he was having an interaction with members of Parliament's Public Accounts Committee. Still on this matter, according to the Lands and Natural Resources Ministry, Ayok Holding has succeeded in reclaiming over 6,000 acres of land for the state. But the member of Parliament for Tamale North, Alhassan Suhini, who is also a member of the Lands and Natural Resources Committee, says there are more questions to be answered. He spoke on the AM show on Joy News. All we want is the contracts that they have entered into with this gentleman. So we can study the terms and conditions of that contract. Ever since this issue became a public discussion, there have been a number of inconsistencies from the ministry. The ministry issued a statement signed by the same chief director and made the claim that they have a contract with Enoch Holdings Limited. But if you check at the Registrar General Department, Jato is actually a director of Enoch Holdings Limited. So he said they have a contract with Enoch Holdings Limited and that this contract has been in existence since 2012. Take note, since 2012. A check again at the Registrar General's Department shows that Enoch Holdings Limited was registered on 1st September 2014. There's some disparity there. There's some inconsistency there. So per your checks, uh, what exactly does Enoch Holdings do again? Just to clarify. You know, so many things. Minister, there's actually a deputy minister in charge of lands. In fact, that deputy minister is supposed to be chairing a committee that is responsible that is responsible for the reclamation of government lands mm. and in that committee interestingly this same jato guy is a member represent, representing private sector interesting things at the ministry that's MP for Tamale North, Alhassan Suhini, who was responding to questions posed to him by Benjamin Akakbo on the AM show on Joe News. Speaking on the same show, his colleague MP for Anyal Sotum, Dixon Adumakukisi, said government should act swiftly on the matter. If, if, if government cannot secure his own lands, then we're in trouble as a nation. That is chaotic. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it just shows how indisciplined maybe some of us are in this country, where government will put a notice that you're pro prohibited from... And people will still go there. It's either they can read. I find it to be very troubling. And I really think that uh, one way or the other, the rules of engagement have to be very carefully looked at. That's MP Fanyasotum Dixon Atomakukisi. Let's head to Parliament now uh, to get the latest on the processes for the Natural Resources Minister to provide more information on this matter. Our correspondent Kukwesanti joins us with more. Um, Joseph, has this urgent question by MP for 
I beg your pardon, Kweku, has this urgent question by MP for Tamale North Alhassan Suhini been admitted already? So because you said Joseph, and so what we know now is that that questions have been filed. We don't know yet if it has been admitted by the speaker. The speaker of parliament himself, Alban Badmin, is currently out of the country. And so that question has not been listed. But we can confirm that the urgent question has been transmitted through the minority leadership to the speaker's office. We expect that by Friday when the business statement comes, we will know whether or not that urgent question has been admitted. But also knowing how the system works in parliament, sometimes some urgent questions take longer than usual to be reflected on the other paper. So the Speaker of Parliament may admit it, but it could take a week or two before it will come. But we can confirm that the Speaker of Parliament is in receipt of that urgent question from Alassane and Suhili. Uh, quickly update us on the committee's report and what more is happening on the floor. Well, so that committee report has not come. That the, the Committee of the Lands land and Forest, their report has not come. But yesterday we reported that the House had to adjourn because of the lack of quorum. And the quorum, the quorum number for decision-making is 138, and the quorum, quorum for, the, for, for ordinary sitting is 92. Yesterday, the House did not have up to 92 MPs. The House had to be forced to adjourn. But today's other papers show that there were more than 200 MPs present. The Deputy Speaker, who has been speaking, has been asking questions. Why is it that the House did not have a quorum to sit? But on the other paper, you have 201 MPs who have signed as present. And so these are questions that have come up. Today, I've counted the numbers on both sides. It's still not up to 92, but no issue of quorum has been raised. Thank you very much, Bismarck Kuku Asante, heading, uh, giving us the details from Parliament. You're listening to the Midday News here on Joy 99.7 FM with me, Bernice Abubedu Lansa. Still to come, deaths, hanging homes, unbearable traffic and bad roads. The troubles residents of New Botiano have to endure as the rains continue to pour trauma on them. It's very, very dangerous. When it, the rain is falling, hard one or heavy one, they fall. What if someone comes to move the ladder one day? Then I, I will stay here till when I get a new ladder. Thanks for staying here on the Midday News. And Mubarak Aruna is here with the latest from the world of sports. Thank you very much, Ben. It's now three games in. One win, two draws. That's the record of head coach of the Black Stars, Chris Hilton. But it seems the FA is not content. They are demanding a massive improvement in the upcoming AFCON qualifier against Central African Republic in September. Here is Executive Council member Randy Abbey. We think that there's a lot of work to be done. Well, because we have we had a lot of expectations about his shooting and his team made up of uh, Didi Dramani and uh, Boatin, you know, and Ole. And uh, we believe that based on um, the uh, fact that they've been around the team for a while and all that, you know, um, they could hit the ground running. Uh, we are we're not too happy. Uh, we think that there has to be a lot of improvements. It's pretty obvious that there are a lot of improvements that, that have, have to be made. And we also don't have all the time in the world. So we need to be acting fast. Randy Abe is the executive council member of the GFE. Back to you, Benis. Thank you, Mubarak Aruna. And I like the way you were smiling when I mentioned your name. <laughs> I didn't have to mess it up. Well, imagine living in a house you can only access with a ladder. That's the situation of 25-year-old Nanayao Wisdom Ishan. But his situation only mirrors what residents of New Botiano have to endure as a result of annual floods. 
hanging homes caused by torrential rains, children killed by floods, and bad roads are just some of the troubles they have to endure anytime it rains. Maxwell Agbaba has more in our latest Floods of Trauma series. It is March 2023. Flood water has forced the collapse of a building here at New Botiano. Two children, 9 and 11 years, were swept away. They died. Their mother, Nanama, sits on the floor inconsolable after the disaster. After the collapse of the building, Nanama relocated from New Botiano. She never wanted to have anything to do with this community again. Oh, yeah, I've met 18-year-old Ransford Ebenezer Chum. The two children were his friends. He says he was traumatized for days. The flood water first caused the collapse of their building. The water swept away one of them, and the other one tried to rescue her. But the two died. Not too far from Naname's house is another house which is virtually hanging. How long have you been staying here? Staying for two years. The man who lives here, Nanayao Ishen, he says the only way to access his residence is with the help of a ladder which sits about 10 feet deep into the belly of the earth. It's very, very dangerous. When it, the rain is falling, hard one or heavy one, and you come and stand here, the floor is very huge rain passes through here. It's very, very dangerous. Yeah. I don't have any other place. Now, without the ladder, I won't come out. I can't come out. What if someone comes to move the ladder one day? Then I, I will stay here till when I get a new ladder. <laughs> Maxwell Agbaba with that report. In a related development, the Ashanti region has recorded nine deaths from 581 fire incidents in the first half of this year alone. Poor adherence to basic fire measures is a major attribute to the recent fire incidents. Nanai Pwachi Yadom reports on measures that have been put in place to control fire in the region. The latest fire incident in the Ashanti region recorded in June were both domestic cases. Two bedrooms and several properties were gutted in a building at Atonsubokro. The second incident at Tafo Pankrono had a fire sweeping through a five-bedroom apartment and displaced occupants of the house. Mechanics at Asukwa were saved by firefighters and the rains when their shops gutted fire. Ashanti Regional Public Relations Officer of the Fire Service, DO3 Peter Adair, says a total of 581 fire incidents were recorded in the first half of the year. This is an improvement over the 700 cases recorded in the same period last year. If you compare 2023 to 2022 figures, has reduced by about 17 percent. Um, so, in 20 by close of by close of June 2023, we had recorded uh, 581 fires, as compared to 700 um, same period 2022. So, we realize that we've we've been able to reduce the fires by 119. Um, fires, which is about 17% uh, if you do you compare the two years. So significantly we have we have reduced the 